Hang on. Hang on. Right. This might be a podcast. Boy. This might be a podcast. It might be great. It might be guest. And it might be a big, big mess. Podcast popping in your Welcome to This Might Be a Podcast. Before we get to the episode, we've got a voicemail from our new friend, Mike Best. And Mike's got a lot to say, so let's uh, hear him talk about I Can't Hide From My Mind. Hi, Greg. Mike Best here. I have a couple of comments about the song I Can't Hide From My Mind. There are a couple of cool things that Flanzy does in this song. One is a what's called a tritone substitution. Uh, usually a tritone substitution would be on the five chord or the dominant chord. But in this case, I think what he's doing is using a tritone substitution for the two chord. And again, the two, five, one is a very standard sort of a chord progression. You go two, five, one. But in this case, he's going, he, for the, let's see, two in this case is a G minor, and a tritone away from that would be D flat, and the D flat usually would be a major, so it would be D flat major, C major, one. So it's pretty cool. It's, uh, the chorus is, I can't hide from my mind, though I try. If he hadn't used the substitution, it would sound like this. I can't hide from my mind. Try, which sounds a little more square, that D flat down to the C. That's a substitution that's used in jazz. That's a substitution that's used in classical music. You got those augmented sixth chords from music theory class. Any of you music theory heads out there might remember those. That's that same sort of thing. And then in the second half of the chorus, he just skips the five altogether, skips the C altogether and goes, I can't hide from my mind, and you know why. So we go right from the D flat to the F, which actually is, again, we get that chromatic median. That F stays the same. The second cool thing is that in the last verse, he does the walk-up instead of hanging on the F. He's going to go one, two minor, three minor, four. You know, I've got my house surrounded. I know I'm in there. Come out with both my hands up. And now we go to the F or to the E flat. Don't make me come in and get me. Don't make me come in and get me. That's, again, a borrowed chord. That E-flat is a borrowed chord from Mixolydian, which is the key that someone keeps moving my chair was in. Except this time he gets to it by walking up. He's got that walk up, you know, one, two minor, three minor, four major, five major, six minor. And then when he gets to the seven, usually the seven would be a diminished chord. But in this case, he substitutes and borrows the flat seven major. 
both chord progression wise and uh, bass line wise and often even melody wise that walk up or walk down all the way up the scale is something that both Linnell and Flans do a lot but that last E flat to F or the flat seven major to the one major is what makes it sound so final at the end don't make me come in and get me don't make me come in and get me Anyway, those are my thoughts. Uh, keep up the good work, Greg. Love the podcast. Bye. Anyone can leave me a voicemail at 224-801-2930. can also email thismightbeapod at gmail. And now, on with the episode. Welcome to This Might Be a Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time. They might be giants. Uh, I'm your host, Greg Simpson, and I'm here with Eve Gass, who you've heard on a Patreon episode, but uh, she's here for her first regular weekly episode, and we're going to talk about Renew My Subscription, which I guess we'll say is off venue songs? I don't know. We'll talk about that's off the spine. I don't know. We'll talk about it. Here we go. I don't write a whole lot of letters I figured I'd better say something now I saw the thing about the heart sick shutting Thought that I should cut in and tell you that how It woke me from a lifelong daydream While I've been aging You wrote it all down No, I recognize the words when I read them I know I never said them to people out loud Renew subscription to Desperate Bellowing Magazine. It sure does have a familiar ring. You might say I fit the descriptions. Renew my subscription to Miserable Freak Show Quarterly. Every back number I saw spoke to me. Acknowledging Hi. it's my about skating uh-huh. so i didn't realize i don't think on the i mean i don't know why on the uh the uh roman songs episode why it would have uh oh wait no 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 wait, wait. No, you were on the book, book one book. the book yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't know why it would have come up on the book episode um i'm getting confused because i'm also booking yeah. uh odessa who was on the she was the latin teacher oh, uh, getting my cool. teachers and patreon guests uh She's the Latin teacher. Okay, so it would, I don't know why it would have come up on the book episode, but uh, I didn't realize that you uh, came into skating later in life. I, I, I came back to skating later in life after skating from like age 6 to 21 and then picked it back up again at like 36 or 37 or something. So you started skating at 35? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah I decided to. Well, I've always wanted to, and I, I had recurring dream that i was really good at it which oh, I mean, yeah? <laughs> is, is unfortunately not uh you know not not an indication of reality but uh, I, I decided to just go for it and buy a skateboard when i was 35 and i'm yeah. really bad i mean what i'm was really he? bad <laughs> well i don't think people realize how hard it is <laughs> i mean what well what was the inspiration what was the uh the spark that that's like i'm gonna go out and get a get a deck well, 
I mean, I just always thought it, it was the coolest sport. And also, well, I, I, I like punk rock, so it just fits, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they go hand in hand, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Or they did at the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I remember uh, being disappointed the first time a, uh, a video, a skate video I bought had, like, more rap music than rock stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I didn't, I mean, it, it took a while for me to come around to rap music. I was just so deep into the punk Ska, emo, hardcore, all that kind of uh, realm. Um, And I'm still very selective about the hip-hop I listen to. I mean, it's a lot easier on streaming to be like, oh, yeah, I'll check this out or that. But as far as, like, like, hip-hop albums I own, not that many. I like some hip-hop, but I'm definitely more of a punk and metal yeah and, yeah and there might be giants <laughs> yeah so yeah so we're we're the same age and when mm-hmm. you were so like when you were in high school did you hang out with the skaters oh uh, i don't there weren't any skaters i think there was one guy who i knew skated and he was my uh, my partner in physics oh in yeah labs. and i uh, he skateboarding would steal, very like, physics uh <laughs> Physics is well, uh, pretty would, important would, to the way skateboarding works. <laughs> he would steal blocks of um, of uh, like wax or paraffin from the lab. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Nice. He was a cool guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, wh- where did you grow up? Quebec City. Okay. Which is, and explains the accent. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah. People would have been introduced to you on the like teaser portion of that uh, book. Mm-hmm episode um what i mean okay so he was the only skater you knew in your high school was it a big high school um no not terribly big it was a private school so maybe Ah. in my cohort maybe we were maybe 120 or something okay but still that's a pretty low uh number of skaters but we're talking uh late 90s right so Uh yeah uh the X Games didn't come around until 98, I want to say, 97. Yeah. Um, and that's when, like, it started becoming a little more accepted. Tony Hawk kind of rose to prominence again. You know, he became, he was famous in the 80s when he was super young, kind of phenom. Uh, but then he kind of became, Holmes like. Brigade. <laughs> yeah, started becoming, like, the household name, like, the skater, and still is, like, yeah, yeah. the one skater that, like. Everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, he's essentially like, you know, the Michael Jordan, the LeBron James, or whatever of. Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite like uh, old school or new school skateboarder? Oh, most definitely. Well, back here on the wall, here I'll, I'll walk you over to. Oh, it. This, yeah? this yeah. is the first pro deck I ever uh, owned from when I was in second grade. Uh, 1987 model. I probably got an 88. This is Steve Caballero. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Steve Caballero, uh, Thrasher's skater of the century, uh, for last century. Um, yeah, always, always been my favorite. I loved him because he was really good at ramp skating and adapted to street skating when that became more popular. Just always, like, a cool guy, like... Seemed like kind of like, um, I mean, Tony Hawk was kind of a misfit too, which most people know, you know, now they're like, oh, he's super famous. What are you talking about? He got picked on like a ton when he was like a little yeah, shrimp, yeah. shrimpy teenager. Uh, like and, tall, skinny dude. Uh-huh. And he was doing all these tricks that no one had heard of before. Yeah. And they're like, what are you doing? Those are lame. And his dad was like judging contests and like running, like trying to impose rules on skateboarding, which really he helped 
skateboarding kind of organized a bit. But people hated Tony because his dad was like this hard ass, uh, you know, vet, <laughs> this veteran, yeah. you know, trying to come in and like tell the kids what to do. So he got picked on a ton. But Steve Cavallaro was like, I think maybe a year older, is like a year older than Tony Hawk or something. But he is a shrimpy little kid. Like, turns out he has some. Um, scoliosis he has some sort of spine thing so like which is part of why he's so short but he was just this little shrimpy kid that could do huge stuff i mean he invented a trick that seems so like basic in a way uh today but was revolutionary like a a trick that is like the cab aerial and the half cab is something that every Mm -hmm. skater uh learns as part of their learning all their 180s and stuff the fakie 180 um a cab aerial is a fakie 360 um so that's like still like, you know, a half cab and he has a shoe mm-hmm. named after him. He had he had the cabs, he had Vans cabs and then when people wanted less of a high top, they started cutting off the tops of the the cabs and so then he's like, "Hey, we, you know, we need to make a model that's just a half cab." So those are still <laughs> it's still one of the best selling and definitely the longest running signature skate shoe. So Steve Cavallaro was always uh my favorite. He was also kind of a punk rock guy, too. He's in bands. You know, he plays bass. He still does play in bands. Um, and is still pro, despite being... Old. Uh, probably almost 60? I don't know. You, He's like the John's age. <laughs> you know who I've always had a, a weird soft spot for? Who's that? Is uh, Lance Mountain. Oh, Lance Mountain. He was like... He was like the uh, jokester of the Bones Brigade... Yeah, he was yeah. so funny. He just seems like, like the nicest guy, like chill, just chill, nice oh, guy. No totally. tricks, just a chill, nice guy. Yeah, you know, I don't know if you watched the, um, did you watch the Bones Brigade documentary that came out a few years ago? I think I might have, but I don't really remember. Yeah, if you hadn't, I, I, I would recommend it. It's on, mm, it's on Amazon Prime. It might be free. But he always, uh, he was like a few years older than the other guys. Mm-hmm. And he got married young and had kids kind of young. So, like, when all the other guys were, like, 16 to 20, he was, like, 23 with, like, a baby, you know? Yeah. And he couldn't focus as much on skating. And he always had kind of, like, an inferiority complex about it, which totally, you know, unfounded. I mean, I could see why he thought that. But, like, he was always a great skater. Uh It was more about style than, like, breaking ground with, like, crazy tricks. Like, he would just... The kind of guy that would just go for it and like total. Yeah, just like his balls vibe. The they did a, like a, they did a like a little uh, video for his fiftieth birthday like a while back, mm. and he's just skating in like a, a pool, and it's just like a nice, relaxing video to watch. Yeah, video. Yeah, I know pool skaters. I'm so envious <laughs> of that. I yeah. cannot skate pools. I'm. I mean, I'm bad at transition as it is. That. Meaning for people that don't know that the transition is basically you're skating a curved ramp of some kind. Transition meaning you're transitioning from flat to vertical or semi-vertical. It's the curved part is the transition. I like banks, so like a flat yeah, know, yeah. ramp. Uh, even like a kicker maybe, but like anything curved, I'm no good at it. Like I can pump and stuff and carve, but not much up on the coping really. And that's when it gets really dangerous. That's when I wear my helmet is when I'm on ramps because I'm like, I'm just going to fall six feet down onto my head. Uh, but I didn't on my trip yesterday. That was good. 
yeah, people, if you're hearing this, you should go check out. It's on. It's not on. This might be a podcast YouTube. It's on the Greg Simpson YouTube. Very few videos up there, but a lot of my uh, dumb old man skating stuff. By the time this comes out, I'll have a little my little tour of Indianapolis skate parks up there. Um, so you said you got uh, this is uh, uh, this might be a skate cast, by the way. <laughs> It's my, we'll get to the song. So, we'll get to the yeah, you know, you know, people can skip ahead if they're lame and don't like skateboarding. Um, so what? Uh, you, you said you had an injury pretty early on in your in your skate career, but what? What? Uh, I'm interested as to how you approached it as someone who uh, never skated until they were 35. Like, what? What were you trying? first were you just kind of riding in, around when you got hurt or were you trying oh, I, you know I bomb get, drops off your house no no, no I, didn't, uh, <laughs> I didn't i didn't get break my wrist skateboarding i, I broke my mm. wrist uh falling down the stairs and then i couldn't i didn't i couldn't skate because okay. i didn't want to follow again on it yeah. see this is what people always tell me they're like especially when i got back into it they're like oh don't break your hip <laughs> or they're like you really gotta be careful i'm like i'm like i'm telling you when i was young and bouncy, a six-year-old just bounce off the pavement. I mean, the first thing you learn is how to fall. That is the first trick you need to learn how to do is fall, yeah. how to roll with it and not just like belly flop on the ground. Like try to resist the urge to completely brace your weight yeah. on your wrists. I mean, this is why I wear wrist guards now because my wrists are just like garbage disposal. just like <laughs> from younger, my younger days, not wearing pads unless a skate park required it. Um, but yeah, I wear a right elbow pad cause I'm, I'm goofy foot. I push with my left, even though I'm right handed, I push with my left foot. So when I fall, I'm falling onto my right elbow, you roll. And then the wrist guards, especially if I'm up on ramps and everything. But, um, yeah, I tell people, I'm like, you're going to hurt yourself. Like when you hurt yourself is when you're not expecting to fall with skateboarding. You're expecting to fall at any moment. You could fall. You're prepared for that to happen. Whereas... Yeah, you, you like, you know, misjudge a step or something, sprain your ankle, you know, fall, all, you know, that's you know, slip on the ice. Like that stuff when yeah. you're not expecting to fall. That's when you really get hurt. And um, I'm in Canada, so I know all about falling on ice. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I remember a music program we had at one of my old schools. There's a really bad snowstorm the day of it. We were debating with the principal, like, do we postpone it? What do we do? We ended up having it. The custodians were out there salting everything, but there was an old lady that slipped and fell in the parking lot. Some kid's grandma, ambulance came, all this. It was no good, but that's, yeah. I mean, especially when you get up to our age, it's like, yeah, you're not going to boing right up again. You're like, hey, all right, let's keep going. But I never broke any bones. My worst injuries are from playing baseball, not uh, not skateboarding. I mean, so many people hurt themselves, like, sliding into bases and stuff and, yeah, all that kind of stuff. When there's other people involved, the thing I like about skating is that, like, you're in control of it. It's it's a sport. You're competing against yourself, really, you know, for the mm-hmm. most part. You're pushing yourself. You can decide how fast you want to go, how hard of a trick you want to try. If you need to take a break, you know, it's not like, you know, if you're playing a basketball game yeah. and, like, you're exhausted out there and you're running around and you get decked by somebody or whatever, like, a you get fouled real hard and then you're hurt, I mean... You're gonna do. You know, it wasn't your fault. It's like skateboarding. You can kind of take it. You know, I can take it easier being being old. But uh, so, what kind of tricks uh, have you learned so far? Any <laughs> anything? Uh, you know, you, you getting your 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 hand plants. You getting your nine uh, hundreds. <laughs> uh, 
I'm just a, I'm just a rider. Yeah. Heck yeah. What kind cruising, of board did you get? Cruising on. I yeah. just like the most basic one. Like, that was like a modern, like, you know, symmetrical yeah. popsicle yeah, yeah, deck. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, these old school ones, this one I have on the wall here, I actually have the reissue. Uh, Paolo Peralta started reissuing like all the ones from the 80s. I think when they realized people like me were like wanting a board to cruise around on and like all us, uh, you know, old old folks were like, oh, I remember those graphics. Those were the best. Oh, the Mike McGill skull with the snake through it. You know, I was like, back when, back when skate graphics were like, you're trying to be like real badass, you know, everything yeah, yeah, with yeah. skulls and daggers and blood. You still get some of that, but not as much. Um, yeah. So I have that exact deck in a different uh, color scheme of the dragon, the Caballero dragon, with huge Christian Hasoy wheels. He was another favorite of mine. Do you know Christian Hasoy? He was not in the Bones Brigade. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he was like Tony Hawk's big competition. He was like the hot shit when when Tony was just coming up. Uh, he was like the coolest, the coolest fucking guy. He did not get picked on. He was like jacked, like he was ripped. You know, he was. Uh, I think he was Pacific Islander, maybe in Hawaiian. I'm not. I'm not sure. I mean, or a Hawaiian ancestry, but it's just like long hair, just like real like cute looking guy and just like flying out of the ramps like doing all these crazy things he invented the uh the christ air do you know what the christ air is actually no i mean basically it's an air it's basically it's an air you need to get pretty high up for it but you hold your board out with one of your hands you basically like christ on the cross you put you're like going to like crucifix formation holding your board out and then get back under you i mean you really need to get that's why that's what i pictured but i was like no it's probably not it exactly what it's exactly what it sounds like yeah um yeah and you're talking about other favorite skaters ed templeton was always one of my favorites do you know him Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh i've heard of all of the all of Mm -hmm. them Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked him a lot because he spoke to me uh, as a, a straight edge kid. He was a guy very vocal about his not using substances in a world very much known for lots mm-hmm. of debauchery and substances. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's always like, skateboarding's my drug. And, and he's an artist. He's a visual artist. Like all of the, like Toy Machine is my favorite brand. And I just got a new one. And all his characters he's invented that have become part of like the aesthetics of the company. He's done art shows. He's put out books. So kind of this is like, oh yeah, introduced me to like Sonic Youth and all these other cool bands that were on his parts. Always one of my favorites. And then uh, Jamie Thomas, of course, who came oh, yeah. on Toy my Machine. First, uh, mm-hmm. I, had, I had skate shoes before I could skate, but they were Jamie Thomas shoes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so have you seen uh, Welcome to Hell? The Toy Machine video? I don't think so. Okay. Well, if you if, if you were curious in spending seven minutes watching my 40, 40 of 40, it starts as a bit of a parody of Jamie Thomas's Welcome to Hell part. Now, I made this, okay. like, I think it's got maybe 40 views on the video. It's mainly to amuse, like, my <laughs> 20 uh, skater and former skater friends. And it starts out with, uh, it uses the same song, Iron Maiden, Hell would be their name. <laughs> Uh, which is an epic song, which is great for a Jamie Thomas, like huge handrail part. Um, but, but like hilarious for me with like, I'll just like my little grinds and one eighties and stuff. Um, but so it was kind of a parody of it. So if you, if you find, uh, like you can find on YouTube, the, the, uh, Jamie Thomas's part on welcome to hell, the whole intro and all this stuff before he really skates, I parodied that, uh, in, uh, Spain and did like some 
slow-mo to make it really cheesy and stuff like that it's it was it was pretty fun but yeah he was one of my favorites and then i like zero the brand that he started mm-hmm. um which is still big into skulls and dark kind of imagery they have um they have a new kind of crossover uh, uh cross promotion with the misfits like they have a misfits uh line of boards nice yeah i'm also very interested in uh, the alien workshop new uh dinosaur junior boards <laughs> They're a little wider I than I like, though. I don't remember which uh, brand did it, but uh, there's a brand out in in BC, I think, like British Columbia, that did a No Means No board, and it looks really cool. Oh, wow. I really like No Means No. So <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, yeah. nice. Um, I'm also like I'm 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 real loyal to my brands that I used even back in the day, like independent trucks, Spitfire wheels uh bones bearings and stuff like that and the, the spitfire wheels they always have cool stuff in so many different options but they have a new uh kind of sub uh a series of spitfire wheels called skate like a girl and they go to benefit uh this this organization in uh southern california called skate like a girl that builds uh skate parks and skate spots that are more kind of beginner friendly and more kind of to uh have a place for people to learn um, I mean, focused on, you know, female skaters and mm-hmm. LGBTQ community and, and just people that feel overwhelmed or intimidated by uh, standard skate parks and, you know, the people that are flying around those and do all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, so, yeah, so I've bought like I, I usually have Zinnia help me pick up my stuff when I'm putting together complete because I buy all the parts separately and I put it together. Um, I have a time lapse of Zinnia helping me put together the board in 37 seconds. It took us like 45 minutes, but we're doing it together. She's like, and she's helping me put the nuts on the trucks and all this. And she always helps me pick out uh, my stuff. And that's part of why my new board is very colorful. It's like almost like a tie dye board wheels. The grip tapes, lavender. <laughs> the, the hardware is even uh shorty's hardware. I'm even loyal to the to the screws that I use, but Shorty's Hardware has a series of band colored hardware. So like I I've gotten the Sex Pistols once, so it's like the color of you know never mind the Bullocks. Yellow where and it has pink. pink, yellow, and green uh, screws. Um, the ones I have currently are uh, De La Soul, um, Three Feet and Rising. So there there's pink, green, purple, and yellow. Yeah, I don't know. I'm blanking on it. There's like bad brains hardware. It's it's super mm. cool. Misfits hardware. Uh, yeah. Again, this is like punk rock and hip hop. Like that's sort of uh, yeah. You know, any music that will scare your parents. That's basically what skaters are into. And hip <laughs> hip hop is that as well as as punk. Definitely. So they definitely fit in there. Um, yeah. Are you are you looking to are you skating again? I mean, you're 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 all better. Your wrist is all better. I haven't in a while. Oh, I should. should. I should get back to it. Yeah, I know. I'm sure know. weather's finally getting good around there, right? Finally getting a little skate starting. Yeah. yeah, it's the first day today that I went outside in a t-shirt. There you go. See, and it's year. better oh, when it's, it's <laughs> yeah. better when it's not too hot. Anyway, you don't want to mm. be too hot. True. Um, yeah, in Spain, I was skating at like 7 a.m. because it would be 90 degrees, you know, by noon all the way till 9 p.m. But uh, you should you should try. Um, I mean, we could even talk off episode two if you're looking for any advice mm-hmm. on tricks to try. Because there's plenty of stuff that like you don't even need to ollie to do. Yeah, that can just yeah, we make might skating have to, fun. 
We might have to talk offline so we don't uh, yeah. bore your listeners yeah. with all uh, skateboard talk. And I have no, a lot no, no, of be giants talk. <laughs> I have a lot of punk rock listeners and and people that are skateboarders, skateboard adjacent or skateboard appreciators. Oh, okay. that's good. That's you good. You know, I mean, the Tony Hawk Pro Skaters; those really kind of got, uh, and now they've been reissued. Like non skaters, like to get some of the lingo and see like how cool it is and stuff without even having to get on a board. They um, have pretty good uh, yeah. sound soundtracks. Oh like, god! I, I I liked all those bands before the soundtracks, but I know a lot of people that got into those bands because of the soundtracks. Yeah, another thing I did over in Spain was I kind of memed myself with. Um, I was getting something and like I got a a pretty decent fall on film, and uh, one of my friends I was posting some footage from Spain, and they're like, I expected to hear. Uh, Goldfinger Superman on there. <laughs> and uh, so I'm like, oh, I should use that on my next one. So I got this good fall on film. And it's just like a five second video where you hear like the, the big drum fill coming. And then I fall and then it's over. <laughs> so it's just like a little five seconds, like the intro and then boom, and that's done. <laughs> kind of like a shit post of myself skating. Yeah. Yeah, I could, man, yeah. I, I'm finally finding a couple skaters around town. Like, I actually have a guy uh, who I've known from the rock scene uh, who was seeing my videos from Indianapolis. Like, he's like, oh, dude, I want to shred with you sometime. And I'm like, let's do it. Like, I have a grind box. I pull out into the driveway. I got a flat bar. I'm like, you want to come over, you know, tomorrow evening? Like, my car and uh, the girls are going out of town. I'm like, I got the place to myself. Like, I'm just going to be sitting around or whatever. Let's skate. So uh, first time skating with a, not a new friend, but a new skate friend. So I'm pretty excited yeah, yeah. about cool. that. And he's, I don't know, he's maybe in his 30s. He's not as old as me, but um, yeah. So that's, Youngsters. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know. Right. You know you're old when you start calling uh, college students kids. Well, I, so I'm 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 in college. Like I, I went back to school. Oh, okay. Uh, a yeah. big career change, and so I'm in oh. I'm in school with like 17, 20, 21 year olds. Like mm-hmm. it's pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely yeah. the old one, but well, <laughs> I mean, also like, well, it, it's funny because a, a lot of my students don't think I'm as old as I am, which is good, I guess. I don't know. They're like, oh, I thought you were like thirty. I'm like. Yep, I'm 30. <laughs> but, like, um, I guess, like, different things, you know, I guess, I don't know, I haven't wrinkled enough yet or something or whatever, but, uh, uh, and, like, when, like, your hair starts going a little bit, that's when it's, like, kids start to notice. Like, for one thing, Doppelpopolis, mm-hmm. like, people used to confuse me and Johnny all the time because we both have a mustache. I don't know. He wears glasses. I don't. But we both had dark hair and a mustache. And we used to get confused all over town. And that's why we're called Doppelpopolis. Uh, and if a C-Lab 2021 quote, but he just over the past like two years, seemed like the like COVID years, he went kind of like salt and pepper a little bit in his hair. And so we started playing gigs again and stuff after COVID. And like no one confuses us anymore. <laughs> you know, I'm sure the gray is coming for me soon, but, um, so what's this career uh, change you're doing? So I used to I used to work in policy analysis. I lived in Ottawa for a while, and I worked on Parliament Hill as a policy analyst and a media oh. analyst. And I got tired of doing office work, so now I'm studying electrical engineering technology to be wow. like a, a technician. 
Hmm. Not an engineer, but yeah. So okay, so not like pretty drastic an elec- electrician or something. Not uh, not quite well, that. Yeah, no, electrician is like a a, a trade, and yeah. I'm gonna be a technician, so it's like it's slightly different. I, I'm gonna be like working in automation and like robotics and, uh, okay. and instrumentation and regulation of industrial processes. Very nice. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Ottawa, if you were into the punk scene in Ottawa, I recorded and performed on a lot of this record, The Riptides. They're from Ottawa. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know them. I think oh. I played with them. Y- yeah? I used to be in a band in Ottawa. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you gotta. You, you should uh, Yeah, you should tell them about the connection there. They'll think that's pretty funny. I still... Oh, I, I, I know them, but I don't think they know me. I was, oh, okay. uh, like a, I was yeah. always the first one to leave and... Uh, <laughs> After the show, yeah. Can you guys get the money when they pay out? I gotta go home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired. <Pretty> much. <laughs> I'm tired. Yeah, you know that's the one thing about like uh, in Doppelpopolis. I'm the only member that has kids. <laughs> like, uh, guys, I gotta go home. Kids uh, up sick or something. You know. See ya. <laughs> now it's always good etiquette to stay for the rest of the bands, but you know sometimes just it's a Bye. work day. Whew. Yeah, it would usually be because I had to work the next day in my right. office job, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had to, I had to go. <laughs> well, good luck on on that. How much more schooling you got? Well, I just I'm finishing my first year, so I still have two more years. Okay, all right, three year degree. Yeah, or, four right. semesters. Yeah, yeah. And so, are you working full time while you're doing this, or no, no, okay, no, all right, no. just full on back school school mode. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> very nice that's exciting um it is. so now that we are half hour in <laughs> i think it's about time to get down to business you need to tell yeah. people your tmbg fandom story well so it's a little anticlimactic because i don't even i don't remember how i got into them but it was i remember when it was around 2004 so around this the time the spine came out and i remember hearing them and uh and hearing an accordion in there i was like oh that's unusual that's nice mm-hmm. and i thought you know it was catchy and clever and i thought i'll check i'll check out some more of them and then uh, i bought the spine and then i bought all of the back catalog and then I drove like 15 hours to Cleveland from Quebec oh. City to see them with, uh, two, with two friends who didn't like them, but they just came along for, for the road trip. Good fun. friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah did definitely. they like the show? One of them did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested about the other one. The one yeah, that no, he, he just uh, went up to the like little bar area that was on the balcony and just drank the whole time. <laughs> what, well, what was his problem with They Might Be Giants? Because I feel like some people that are maybe kind of fans and, and get dragged along to a show or like, yeah, I remember yeah. Istanbul and Birdhouse and they go to a show. I feel like Team BG is pretty good at winning people over. Was he not I, willing to be won over or just really didn't like him? I think both. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah, not think, listen. Yeah, no, I think he just um I think it's the vocals he doesn't like. Like I I, I think yeah. they're an acquired taste for sure. Like I mean, I yeah. like them, but I can see how someone would would not like them. But he's in that camp. Yeah, so I mean, it's, that's yeah. his loss. 
I mean, that's like <laughs> all care. my favorite bands. All my favorite yeah. bands are ones where people are like, ah, oh, I don't know. I don't like the voice. It's like that. Yeah, I know. And like, like Dead Kennedys and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Mountain Goats, you get that a lot. People will be like, yeah. I like the lyrics. And I like the music, but I just can't get past this voice. Mm. Uh, both kind of reedy singers. Uh, and then like Jesus and Mary Chain, maybe not so the vocals that turn them up, but like the feedback. I mean, I like obnoxious bands and, <laughs> and they're all in obnoxious in different ways. Um, yeah. You know, but yeah, I know, I know a lot of people are. Not into well, I mean, voice, I, I got into them like I, I fell for them right away. And then uh, so I saw them in Cleveland in 2005. And then I saw them again in Vancouver when I moved out there in 2000. And oh, I took notes, actually. It's on my notes. Oh, got notes. Oh, yeah. She's got notes. Uh, Getting serious sep- here. We're not fucking around. Sep- September 2007. And then uh, again in Ottawa in 2018. So that's the three times I saw them. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so 2005 was your first one. I'm looking for mm-hmm. the set list right now. Let's see. It was, a, it was like a venue song show. So they played all of the, yeah. well, not all of them, but a lot of, a bunch of the venue songs. And then the, at the Tower City Amphitheater? Uh, no, right? it was at the audience. Uh, the audience. Oh, the Odeon. Like, Odeon. Yeah, the Odeon. There it is. Okay, so they played, whoa, they played, okay. They played a show on July 15th that you saw. Yep, that's, and then that's they played the one I saw. Two shows on the 16th that were for this Kids Fest, uh, yeah. an early family show and a late family show. So the one yeah. you saw before that was the uh, the adult show, I the guess. The adult show. Yeah. Adult <laughs> show. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the set list, the first set was all venue songs. They did Los Angeles, Anaheim, Dallas, uh, Albany, Vancouver, Pittsburgh, Glasgow, Charlottesville, Asbury Park, and Brooklyn. And then the second set was like the uh, the you know greatest hits Regular set. Show. Yep. But yep, yeah, a yep. lot of a lot of the spine, of course. Stock of wheat, mm-hmm. stock of wheat. Did they have any horns with them? I don't think so. Yeah, stock of wheat can work either way, but like man, yeah. tuba. Like if you had. It, you know, uh, like Dan Levine doing like some trombone or baritone or something there. That'd be cool. Um, experimental film. It's kicking in. Um, oh, I love in this adult show. They they did pictures of pandas painting and alphabet animations. <laughs> Fantastic. That was Fantastic. a great show. What is this song? There's a song that is the font is in red. And when you click on it. It says this page has been deleted. The song. I'm just going to have to Google this. Is this a classical song? It says te- uh, tenderness in G. I don't know what that like. It almost looks like tenderness, but it's tenderness in G. I can't say I remember that. <laughs> oh, my God. This. Uh, OK, so this <laughs> this Google search here. Ended up being a little more risque than I thought. Oh. The first one. Well, it's not an s- adult show for nothing. Yeah, I know. Well, there's <laughs> some song here called In Tenderness that happens to be in G. That is not it. I don't know what this is. But then the second Google result. <laughs> why does <laughs> why does pressure on my G spot either make me need to pee or hurt? <laughs> That is not what I'm looking for. And then the rest of them are all like about, okay, some songs that have tenderness in the title and then a lot of sex R&G. ones. Vulver Pain, Healthline, 
dot com. So let's let's close that tab. And get back to business here. I think I'm out of my work computer. Um, yeah, Encore Robot Parade, James K. Polk. Oh, and Encore too, Hocus Pocus. This is a song that Cornmo has signed up for. Oh, uh, he co- was the opening. Cover. I think. Yeah, I think he was opening. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Did yeah. he come out for that one? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, he did. Performed with the help of Cornmo. Yeah, Yeah, okay, okay. I gotta schedule him for that. It's been a while since he's been on. Yeah, yeah. Solid dude contributing a track to uh, the upcoming charity compilation, which uh, was just announced. I don't know if you heard that announcement. It's gonna be for Sandy Hook Promise. I'm sure even as a Canadian, you know all about all of our school shootings that happen. Weekly. Well, most of them, it's hard to keep track with all of them. But God. Yeah. What's, uh, yeah, let's not get on another tangent. Let's talk about gun control. No. Uh, <laughs> in Canada, are you allowed to own any of those semi-automatic rifle type weapons? Or are those banned for I, civilians? I don't, I don't know. Because I'm, I mean, gun culture is so far from my mind. Like I... Well, most, sure. Most of us here don't even, you know. But, but yeah, that's yeah. Different. But I don't think they have uh, automatic rifles or semi-automatic rifles. I think they just have like yeah. long guns and like shotguns. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think yeah, even I to I think even to have a handgun, you need like a special permit. Like okay, you, yeah, because yeah, because I knew. Well, talking to Daryl Till, I remember him saying something about how you can't own handguns in England or the UK in, in, at all. I think. Yeah, they're like pretty much you, just you, military you can in Canada, and police. But you can own handguns in Canada, but you have to have like very specific permissions, mm-hmm. and like you can't shoot them like in your backyard or something. You have to yeah. go to like a range and like. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I really have no problem with someone like firing, think, you know, popping off some rounds at the range, so, like blow yeah. off steam or whatever. I mean, that sounds kind of fun, actually. I've never fired anything more than a BB gun, but. Uh, I could see the appeal of that, you know, some yeah. release, uh, you know, on a target or whatever and hunting. Like, I've never gone hunting. I don't really like the idea of that. It kind of sounds boring really more than anything. But yeah. uh, but again, I understand why people do it. And uh, they're, most hunters are very responsible about their guns. They're not just yeah. like, you know, keeping them laying up next to their kid's crib and then they just grab it. I'm go out and... Kill me something. You know, they they keep their stuff locked up. They maintain their weapons. They uh, use them safely. They're, tr- you know, trained. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. But, like, the fact that you don't know about AR-15s is a good sign because, like, that means, like, it's not a problem up there. Well, I know. I know what they are, but I don't think we are. Well, I don't think we're allowed to have them here. Well, that's what I mean yeah. is that you don't yeah. know uh, yeah. that if they're allowed or not because, I mean, at least that means that they're not being used on a daily basis like they are here. We just had another shooting. I feel like if I talked about a current shooting on this episode, by the time uh, three weeks when this comes out, there will have been something. There'll be more. another one, yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, we, sad, laugh, yeah. we laugh because it's sad and alarming. Um, and so uh, Renew My Subscription is a song that it looks like in 2005 when you saw them, they did not play it because they have never They've played never it. They've never played it. They yeah. have never played it. But this it blows is my from, mind. I know, yeah. but it is from this era. Yeah. Uh, hence in the intro when I said it's from venue songs because that is the 
physical release it got. Um, it was included on the spine as an iTunes exclusive bonus track because this was the era of okay, we're combating, uh, you know, Napster had gone under, but there's still Limeware, Kazaa, blah, blah, blah. So iTunes Store comes up, and they're like, hey, if we show people we can get special stuff by buying the MP3s, like you get this bonus song, and then you, you don't steal it. And I'm sure someone just uploaded it to Kazaa. <laughs> it's like, hey, we're doing a subscription for free. There we go. Um, but yeah, it was an exclusive bonus track. Um, oh, but the vinyl pressing that just came out this year has it on there oh that's nice that's maybe cool. they'll play it one day yeah yeah come on it's on the reissue maybe they should uh bust out that you know it's not too late to do the live debut never too late Mice. no never too late especially um, for such a great song yeah so venue songs was where it got its uh i guess proper release to the masses uh which was you know the year after the spine so 2005 um, but we have a demo from 2003, and just like on my last episode, I talked about a Spine Proper song, uh, I Can't Hide From My Mind, uh, week before this, and we talked about how this is kind of like the tail end of, like, the demo era. Like, you, we get, you know, there's some demos you hear from... Like the factory showroom leak tape. There's mint card demos. I mean, there's all that kind of stuff with Long Tall Weekend and mint card kind of crossing over. And the Spine is really the last album where you're getting like a bunch of down or a bunch a bunch of demos that like made their way out into the world. Because mm-hmm. um, really, it was after this that like Idlewild really started being like the thing, and they were very self sufficient recording their own stuff, um, not going to not relying on other people to like help them make the record. They're just like, we're just going to make it the way we want. They weren't doing demos and then going to a studio. So this is uh, kind of the end of an era here. And there was a dial song for Can't Hide From My Mind. And here we've got a uh, Renew My Subscription demo. So without further ado, I will play that right here. Say something now I saw the thing about the heart sick shutting Thought that I should cut in and tell you that how It woke me from a lifelong daydream While I've been aging You wrote it all down Though I recognize the words when I read them I know I never said them to people out loud Renew my subscription To desperate bellowing it sure does have a familiar ring You might say I fit the description Renew my subscription To miserable freak show quarterly Every back moment I saw spoke to me Acknowledging it's my addiction Renew my subscription What what do you think about the demo there? Well, it's a little bit more uh, stripped down than the uh, the final version, as most demos are, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and usually, I kind of like that. In, in other demos, I think it's got like a, it's 
it makes it charming. Like, I don't know if you, well, charming you, is, yeah, yeah, that's, that's definitely a good word for it. Like, I'm sure you've heard the, uh, I can't remember the dream demo that came out like maybe last year or earlier this year, like with like the banjo. The banjo-y, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really liked it. Like, I mean, I liked the final version too, but that one, I really, I yeah. kind of liked the demo more. Uh, yeah. But, but, but renew my subscription. I think there's something lacking, especially in the intro. So, I mean, it's, I like it, but I like the final version a lot more. Oh, sure. Yeah. But and, I mean, and, the main, the, the main structure of the song is exactly the same. The lyrics haven't changed. Like there's just very minor changes. Yeah. Really looking at the two, uh, versions next to each other, they're only like two seconds different, three seconds mm-hmm. different. Yeah. 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 It's the intro that's the biggest difference. Like it's, yeah. there's, there's not like that little smooth like guitar, I think, or there's something. Yeah, the guitar it. doesn't come until after the intro. Yeah. That, that that demo. Yeah, definitely a, a similar vibe. Mm-hmm. But For yeah, sure. more more simplified. You know, very kind of yeah. typical demo kind of thing. They fleshed it out. Uh, yeah. When they went into the studio. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I guess I would say that, you know, to clear up the intro a little bit, I, I guess They Might Be Giants consider it a part of being a venue song song because on the YouTube, Particle Man, the image with it's the audio song. is yeah. venue songs. Yep. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah. Um, so getting into the song proper... Um, my subscription, a Linnell tune. Um, on the mm-hmm. wiki, we do not have a credits tab. There's but, um, you know, very little info, but we kind of know. Yeah. Very little info, but do we assume this is the, the, the regular crew? I mean, there's the, the horns we have to kind of wonder about. You know, are we talking about. Um, I think it's. Linnell is. Or. Because, I mean, we're getting into the Stan Harrison era a little bit here, and, like, Dan Levine has been playing with the band for a while. Is there any... Is there any I think it's... I think it's... Trombone or is it all sax? I mean, I'm not a horns expert. To me, it sounds like saxophones, maybe a, two tracks overlaid, but I think yeah. it's saxophone. It, to me, it sounds like it, but I might be wrong. Yeah, I, I think just, it might I be just the Barry and bass sax. Yeah, I just it's assumed it was Linnell. That's what I would assume too. Yeah. Especially with like something that was a bonus track. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean they kicked it out, you know, too fast or anything. There's definitely thought put into it. I mean, there was a demo <laughs> and then there's this and all that. Um, yeah, it sounds just like j- just sax, I think, now that I'm mm-hmm. focusing in yeah, on it. So it's probably Linnell based on, usually I base it on the. Uh, the timbre of it, because Linnell has a nice healthy honk to all his sax parts, where Stan Harrison is definitely, you know, a seasoned session dude, yeah, yeah. touring dude who is, uh, I mean, he can, play, sounds, I guess. he can play any way he wants. I mean, yeah, Linnell's a good woodman player, um, but he plays like in a rock mode, like he's like, Ugh! you know, his attack is very strong, uh, almost always. <laughs> And uh, and it it makes sense for this song because the 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 horns I find there are a little sneaky like they sort of sneak up on you they kind of come out of nowhere when yeah. the when the chorus starts but I I mean I like it it's a nice surprise but 
Yeah, I love them. I mean, they're pretty much like a supporting player. You know, they're not taking mm-hmm. a melody. They're kind of tracing uh, the chord progression and stuff. And I love that. I mean, that's a big, like, kind of Motown trick, girl group, mm-hmm. 60s, you know, Phil Spector, Wall Sound kind of stuff. I love that. And that's a way that I use saxes a lot in my own songs. And uh, definitely something I picked up from all of those influences as well. Mm-hmm. And then They Might Be Giants as well, because do a lot of that. Um, yeah. You know, just it's like helping out the low end with some low saxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at the chord progression right now. So you played in bands. What did you? Uh, what do you play? Accordion and banjo, nice. <laughs> and bass and okay. piano. Yeah. Well, that okay. So you, you play a couple things. You dabble. No. <laughs> I, I dabble. So you know chords. You know key signatures. I'm um, just glancing through this. I hadn't really had a chance to look at it yet. I, mean, I had an episode two days ago. I just say I actually transposed it this week to a, a key where I can sing it when I play it because otherwise what, what did it's you change too it low. to? Yeah, well, it starts. To- uh, it starts with a. Um, oh, what is? I think it starts with G instead of uh, D. Instead of D. That's yeah. a yeah. That's a pretty big jump. Well, Linnell sings way too low for me. I can't. I can't. Uh, this song especially. His, his range is completely off like with my range i can't i whenever i and it's a shame because i love singing his songs because they're such great melodies like really catchy but every time i sing along to him i have to switch octaves all the time because it's too low and right. too high and so right yeah, so. yeah i mean he's he's got some good high range he's mm-hmm. just got a big range in general like mm-hmm. thinking about those saxes i started thinking of climbing the walls um one of my favorites from you know this this era. You know two thousand seven for the else for that one. The else. Tons yeah. of honking saxes in that one, but like he sings really high on that one. I mean he's like I can't talk. I gotta, I gotta go. go. And it's got all that. Yeah. <laughs> and God, I I love that song so much. I've probably covered that more than any other. I've covered it live more than any other. I have done a recorded version of it with the Exquisite Dead Guys, but we mm-hmm. played it a lot at. Uh, open mic nights and various things yeah, yeah. Um, just because it's one of my favorite melodies to sing and as far as like uh, his range his high yeah, and low and then, even within the song and you sing of my <laughs> that's exactly the yeah. part i was yeah. talking about exactly that's the a part. great song yeah yeah because I, w- I would play keyboards on it like synth and stuff and mm-hmm. all the guitar players i had a couple different guitar players play it with me live and they're like why b flats <laughs> No, <laughs> D minor, G minor, like what? No, who? I'm like, it's written by a keyboard player. I mean, it makes sense to my fingers. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> and you sit up my teeth. So good. I mean, there's like jumps. There's like octaves and sevenths. Like just crazy jumps. Uh, so good. Anyway, I am just eagerly awaiting doing that episode. I had someone. Yeah, was- I yeah, I had someone. That had its claimed for, I believe, three years. And then I was like, I was like, holy shit, we need to do this. You still into it? Uh, I don't know if I'm into it. I'm like, no. I'm like, oh my God. I was like, ready to jump in, like, record that episode immediately. But I got someone else to take over on it. Uh, so well, when you, uh, when you offered to, uh, for me to come on and pick a song, I was uh, like, I was surprised that renew my subscription wasn't taken because it's I for me I think it I mean it's gonna sound like a really ri- ridiculous hot take but I think it might be my favorite they might be giant song. 
Whoa. Okay. Whoa. Well, geez, putting all your cards out on the table there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> along, along with the spiraling shape and uh, Mrs. Bluebeard, I think those are, are okay. my top three. Yeah. That's that's a solid selection right there. You know, I don't think it's anything too wacky. Those are all definitely uh, very legit choices, but they're not like bird. Oh, I really like Birdhouse and Anna Ng. <laughs> I mean, of well, course. I, do I mean, like who doesn't? Yeah. I mean, come on. It's a great song. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> for me, like it blows my mind that they never did renew my subscription live because it's to me, it sounds or that it wasn't on an, an official, like proper album. Quote, yeah. unquote. Cause it's such, to me, it's such a quintessential, like not quintessential, but like a, a typical, they might be giant songs, like a great melody, intricate enough, but still really catchy, sad, but, a little bit cheerful at times, mm-hmm. really depressing lyrics, but clever and just in a fun arrangement. Like it's just such a they might be giant song, or more specifically yeah. a Linnell song. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah. Why wouldn't they put that on an album? <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. understand yeah. it. Yeah. So this might be a podcast. We have a page on the wiki on TMBW, uh, uh-huh. and there's a section, the perfect ten, and I was thinking about. I'm not going to reveal my score for climbing the walls, but I mean, you know, I kind of see when I get there and I break it all down and do an episode about it finally, if if it'll get a 10, I mean, it's going to be up there. But like, you know, thinking about like your favorite Day Might Be Giant songs, I mean, there's obvious choices. I mean, the perfect 10s, and I don't think I've given any since, like, there are several people who will update this on occasion. I know Jonathan Leonard was the last one who told me he was in here tinkering on the wiki edits. <laughs> I don't think I've given any tens since then, but I only I've only given three, four, five, six, seven tens. Oh yeah. Out out of I mean, this is gonna be episode two hundred and twenty seven. And I've only given seven tens. And I mean some of them are obvious. Doctor Worm, Birdhouse, uh Statue Got Me High. But then I've also got She's an Angel. I mean, I think some people might agree with me on that. We Wanna yeah. Rock. We Wanna Rock has always been one of my favorites. Off Flood, probably yeah. most people maybe wouldn't give it a 10, but for me it is. I, I uh, think it might be uh, my second favorite from Flood. Nice. Uh, Where Your Eyes Don't Go, I gave it 10. No, yeah, um, and uh, Dinner Bell was maybe the one mm. of the more surprising ones. And I gave a 9.9 to uh, Call You Mom off of Nanobots, and people were like, oh, what? Yeah. And I'm like, but again, it's one full of saxophones, and one that I have covered live with Outdoor Valor, and it's just mm, so fun to play. That's a good song. I like it. Uh, I've, uh, I've seen a few live versions of it on, on YouTube, and like uh, uh, Marty goes ham on this. It's fun to watch. Yeah, yeah that was... Part. Yeah, that was the song. Actually, he said, um, he told me that that is his favorite song to drum. And that was a few years ago, so I don't know if if any of the book songs have changed that, but... Uh, and I'll tell you that Steve. Well, he dr- looks like he's having fun when he's playing it. That's God, sure. yeah, there's just these yeah. big, just like ripping, like just chance for him to rip these solos. Um, and Steve, our our drummer, uh, loves playing it too. Uh, and the version we did on Purple Toupee, he uh, the Purple Toupee compilation we did, we we did our version there with just toy instruments, a bunch of my little keyboards I had from when I was a kid, and he, Steve played 
and and ukulele and uh, kazoo mm-hmm. and Steve played Zinnia's little drum kit, her little three piece purple sparkle drum kit, and so he's wailing <laughs> these big solos with uh, he he used he used bundles instead of sticks, so he didn't dent them all up, but he still went went ape shit on those. <laughs> Great song, and Marty told me I can't remember if it was. That's a good song. I can't yeah. remember if it's in the drummer talk episode that we talked about that, or he he might have told me in an email because I was like, I wanted him to do a song episode. Till management shut it down. I wanted him to do a song episode. I said, "What is your favorite song to drum?" And that is what he said was calling him up. And for Danny, I said, "What are your favorite bass songs?" And he said, uh, "One everything." So both kind of choices where listeners might be like, "Oh." But then you go and listen to it, you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there's a chance I'll have Marty on. If it doesn't come through, I'll cut this out. But I've actually <laughs> been in touch with Marty again, and he wanted me to go through uh, management because the management has said, you know, the Johns, they do the press. But I got Danny on to do Elephants, the Elephants episode two years ago or a year and a half ago. And um, Pete was okay with that because he was like, well, Danny wrote the song. So I was like, you know what? I'll hit up Marty again and be like, you know, when you're done with this leg of the tour, you want to do another episode? Because Pete said it was okay to talk about high five, alphabet, uh, lost and found, speed and velocity. So hopefully Marty will be on again and we can have some drummer talk. Um, Nice. Yeah. Anyway, maybe I'll have locked that down by the time this episode comes out or maybe I'll have to cut it out. Uh, Marty's just, he's an introverted guy. He lets it all out on on the drums and I I love, love him. I, I respect that. <laughs> totally. Totally. Um, so back to like dissecting this song. So you mm-hmm. have been playing it in uh, G mm-hmm. instead of D. Um, and I mean, there's a fair amount of chords in this song. I mean, really. They're not. They're looks, easy chords, though. So yeah. <laughs> none of those uh, B, B flat minors or. Right. But it's there's not a, it's not a I, I wouldn't say it's a, a key change. It's just like there's two parts of the verse yeah. and they're yeah. I guess they are in different keys, but or yeah, right. like the second part's a little higher. But right, yeah, that's what I'm saying because it goes. But it goes back to the yeah. Well, if it's going. Yeah, so let's see. If it's going from D to E, and then the second verse goes from. So if the D is the one chord, and it's going from D up to the two minor, and then with the though I don't write a whole lot of letters, then when it gets to the it woke me from a lifelong daydream. Yeah, that's where it goes. G is yeah. The G is the one, and the A minor is the. Uh, the minor two yeah it looks like it's pretty pretty solidly a key change to g so then if you're starting it in g so then you're bumping it all the way up to when you get to that part i get to uh it starts with a c c yeah 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 i mean that makes sense are you uh more of a soprano or an alto uh i guess somewhere in between like more more alto i guess i don't have a 
yeah, probably, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have much of a range. I mean, I think I'm pretty accurate. Like, I mm -hmm. have a good ear, but I don't have, like, a super wide range. Yeah, this song is a pretty pretty healthy range of, of that's not too bad melody. if you if you play it if you play it in the key that you're comfortable in I, yeah. in the mm -hmm. original key i can't sing it it's too low but right. uh, but in, in the key i transpose it to it's fine i mean yeah if you start in the right spot i mean that the key change that he does is a pretty drastic key change like it's not like the typical pop key change is like bumping it up a half step or a whole step you know he's jumping Ooh. up a fourth uh yeah, this uh, <laughs> it's. I mean, it's not a wacky chord progression like you said. They're all pretty, you know, chords that feel good on your fingers. What? Well, what instrument are you playing it on? My banjo. <laughs> okay, so banjo. Yeah. 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 Um, and do you use an open tuning for it or like a guitar tuning? An open G. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, that seems like putting in G makes sense. And then C's aren't yeah. too bad. On I mean, there. the uh, the the original chords were fine too. Like they're easy to play. I can play it fine. I just can't sing it. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. I've had a banjo on my Amazon wish list for a couple of years. Still hasn't come through. <laughs> I want to do it though. I do a lot of uh, when I was teaching little kids. Do a lot of uh, Pete Seeger and stuff. And I'm like, this yeah, sounds yeah. so much better on banjo. Yeah. I love all the little story songs he tells where the banjo like becomes part of like the sound effects and stuff. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard the, do you know, do you know which Pete Seeger, like all those old folk songs? I know. Do, a few kids of songs? Yeah. Well, not the kids songs so much, but I know a lot of songs. Of There's this one called yeah. Foolish Frog that had an animated version from, I think okay. the seventies or something, but it's up on YouTube kind of illegally. I think there's like a weird watermark on it, but it's cool. Cause like the, the frog jumping, he's like, bring, 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 like with the banjo. It's real fun. Super That's fun. Cool. Um, okay, so cool key change. Nothing really wacky with the chords, uh, you know, within those keys. Uh, uh, and we've talked about the arrangement a little bit, the saxes. I love the little, like, xylophony type keyboard Yeah, sound, the little or... sort of marimba thing. Or yeah. Pling, yeah, pling, yeah. Pling, 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 pling. <laughs> yeah, very staccato little sound that's it's that's kind of a cool thing to play with as a keyboardist like um so i made some sounds like that on my old synthesizer where you kind of program them to not have sustain which is kind of a weird mm -hmm. thing because they're used to just being a just to hold the chord down and yes especially with electronic keyboard you know you can it can sustain forever if you want it to depending on the <laughs> patch you pick but to to purposely pick a, a tone that you cannot sustain a note on uh, can make for a cool challenge, I think. I mean, I would guess that maybe Linnell wrote it with that little tone because, I, I mean, I could see that being a fun thing where you're, like, you're playing around with your keyboard and he's like, oh, this sound is kind of wacky. And then you start going, pling, 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 pling. And, like, maybe that inspired him. It gives the song like sort of an island vibe. That mm -hmm. I read that somewhere. I didn't notice it, but I read that. I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. But it's yeah. like the weirdest subject matter to have this sort of island vibe to. Cause it's sure, well, let's talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, uh, yeah you, you go first. What are you, what are you making of this? Well, <laughs> I think this is one of the, the the more straightforward one as far as the lyrics go. It's pretty self-explanatory. It's this like incredibly mentally ill guy. 
<laughs> was on the brink of uh, rage mm. and uh, hallucinations all the time. But <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> but it's such a it's such a, a contrast too with how like uh, soft the song starts. Like it starts like the melody itself, like the intro is all soft, and then when he starts singing, like the first part of the first verse. His voice is very, very soft. Like I don't know if you've noticed. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then it, it goes a little bit more like normal and animated in like the the second part of the verse and the chorus. But like the in the intro to the verses is like very calm. But then it's he's telling this uh, incredible <laughs> story of yeah. being close to a conniption and. <laughs> <laughs> Conniption, that's a great word. Uh, the, I learned that word because of that song. So I mean, obviously, English. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Addiction, subscription. Um, well, yeah. the rhyming scheme, the rhyming uh, pattern is really interesting in this song. Yeah. Not, not the rhymes itself, but the rhyming like pattern, because it goes like, um, though, I, though I don't write a whole lot of letters, I figured out better. So like letters, letter rhymes with better, but then, yeah, but then it's like the, the, the line continues. So it's like. I love, I love that. Yeah, it's a fun trick. Fun trick. Yeah, it's a great, great rhyme pattern. Shut in and cut in. Yeah. So the thing about the heart sick shut in, th- thought that I should cut in and tell you about how. Yeah, and that I mean that key change makes a whole lot of sense there because of the increasing intensity of mm-hmm. the subject matter, the singing tone that he's using. Um, yeah, because yeah, every time it bumps back down to D, it kind of like chills out a little bit again and then ramps back up. Um, yeah. yeah, some great lyrics in this one, and I do think like yeah. I wish it was included on the spine. Like I would know it a lot better if it was. I didn't own a physical copy of any song until, like, three years ago or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't um, have one. <laughs> yeah, and, like, stuff's on streaming and all that, but I'm going to listen to something more if I own it or at least listen to something in full because it's just too easy on streaming. Just be like, I don't know, this one skip, you know, on your phone or whatever. Mm. Just skip. Well, I don't like, have well. that one. Uh, it's not on Spotify. Well, yeah, it's not on Spotify. So I, I bought it. I bought venue songs, but I bought an electronic, like an MP3 version. I didn't buy yeah. a physical version. Vinny Songs is on Spotify now. Is it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh. It wasn't until recently. Yeah, I'm not sure when that would have gone up there. Um, I love the Renew My Subscription to Desperate Bellowing Magazine. (laughs) It sure does have a familiar ring. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then the... uh, it works magazine. with the accordion bellowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. right. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, miserable freak show quarterly. <laughs> Wouldn't you want to subscribe uh, to those magazines? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, and miserable freak show quarterly. Um, the this, we're, I mean, in our cover section, we're gonna. This song is covered as the closer of the guest host album that he calls Miserable Freak Show Quarterly is the name of the covers album. So he lifts the line from this song to name the album. And it does sound like the title of a They Might Be Giants album. (laughs) Miserable Freak Show Quarterly. 
Uh, yeah, so many good rhymes. It's 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 also one where it's like, I feel like he just made a list of things that rhyme with subscription just to like jumpstart the song. Well, I think sometimes, I mean, you've written songs, so you're probably, uh, but sometimes for me, when I write songs, sometimes I just have like a, a few rhymes in my head and I like, I have to flesh out something around that because yeah. that's good. I have to put that on paper. Mm-hmm. So you might have just have had that idea and then just played around with it until the, a sound, a song came out. But I, I certainly wouldn't blame him for it. For it. Yeah. It a great I mean, song. Yeah. I mean, starting with rhymes in your head is a good way also to improvise. Or, like, for rappers yep. to freestyle and stuff. Like, if you end a line with a word, like, your brain's already jumping ahead to what the rhyme's going to be, and then you just mm. fill in the rest real quick. Um, yeah. I mean, Sometimes it's how I make up songs like a, about my cats and dog, you know? Yeah. <laughs> An idea or a concept or just a title, and then you build around it, like, or a funny yeah. play on words or something like that. And in, mm-hmm. in this case, I think I agree. It's probably just a you, you thought of a few words that rhyme like prescription subscription conniption and then just decided to hey let's make a song out of that <laughs> yeah the man once you get to the later verses i want to be a much better person instead i worsen got that internal rhyme again Instead, yeah. i worsen with every day but there's a drug whose name i'm not sure of which i need more of to feel okay the rhyme god, god damn the rhymes and the rhyme schemes, the rhyme patterns in this song are They're top excellent. notch. Yeah, they, are, they are excellent. There's a it's drug the, whose name I'm not sure of, which I need more of to feel okay. Yeah. And I, I like that internal rhymes at the beginning. It's Great. Like a, yeah. Yeah. They told me exercise and diet, if I would try it, would cure my ills. But though I'm already past my quota and I want another load of those magic <laughs> pills. <laughs> that one's a bit of a stretch, but I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> I think at that point, he's just like probably chuckling to himself as he comes up with that. <laughs> like, whatever, I'm almost done with this song. That's, that's good. That's good enough. Um, those magic pills. Yep. Man, yeah, this is something, you know, anyone with, uh, you know, some, you know, dealing with some mental health issues, the, the kind of thing where people try to give you advice on stuff. And lots of times, you know, it could be a well-meaning uh, doctor, you know, exercise, a change in diet, that kind of stuff. But, like, lots of times if you're feeling like shit or you have some problems, uh, you're not going to want to exercise. No. You, you might be eating weirdly to, like... I don't know, self-medicate, so to speak, where you're like, you know, trying to soothe yourself with a certain diet that may not be healthy for you, but makes you feel good in the moment. Like, these are the kind of things where it's like people that don't have to deal with, you know, depression or other mental health health issues be like, well, you know, you just got to get those endorphins going. You just got to get out there and run. I'm like, no, running sucks. Like, why? That would make me more depressed. Like, you know. <laughs> Go on, skate. That's what I'm doing. So I call it yesterday. You know, I, I, I post my first post about my skate trip yesterday. It was like, I'm personal day. I'm like, this is a mental health day. I'm going to go forget about seventh graders <laughs> and their, you know, hormonal tantrums and go out and shred all day. Yeah. So that's yeah. my exercise. Yeah. That and drumming. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I should exercise more. But, yeah. Get out skating and tell you know if you gotta go. I'm not sure what kind of neighborhood you live in, but yeah, if you like going down to 
store to grab a couple things, skate down. Well, there's a there's a little park not very not very far with like flat asphalt, so it's not bad to at least mm-hmm. practice and get back into it. <laughs> yep, yep. Practice those lean turns, kick turns, mm. some reverts. Do you know what a revert is? Nope. <laughs> it's basically where you you turn one eighty. Um, you're not ollieing, but you're turning one eighty by uh, sliding, scraping your wheels on the pavement, like you get that. That urethane oh, and the okay. pavement sound. So you're turning, like you lift a little bit of weight off of, you know, whatever side is turning, but you want that sound. And it's a cool, I mean, it's a cool sound. And it's also uh, a fun a fun little trick. Like I'd, I'd consider it a trick because uh, it can be a way to get you into fakie or get you out of fakie into, you know, going forward again. Uh, also good if you're like, you're going too fast and you want to slow down. Like this is a good way to yeah, put yeah, on the brakes great. without having to put yeah. your foot down. You just go, and, and then there's power slides. Power slides are where you're you're doing that with your wheels too, but you you jerk it to one side and then back. So you're like fishtailing out to the side and then back. Those are quite a bit harder. But reverts, that's one of those cool tricks. Like I was thinking, like as a beginning mm-hmm. skater, is fun to do and you just make that cool sound. And uh, it's not incredibly hard or dangerous, uh, really. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Th- then we get to the end of the song, and things mm-hmm. really escalate that here. second chorus yeah yeah <laughs> he's, on the, he's really on the brink by then <laughs> refill my prescription to whatever that thing is that makes the carpet stop turning into snakes <laughs> it's like the stuff like what's going on linnell said he's just like in uh, in lieu Ooh. of my coming conniption in my coming conniption refill my prescription and free me from free where me from i don't America want, want to, to be, be. Standing outside this unopened, the unopened pharmacy before I confirm your prediction, refill my prescription. God damn, like this song. Okay. It's just like climbing up in the ranks for me, like line by line. Uh, it's, it's a hidden gem. I'm telling you, it's so good. Standing outside the pharmacy. You know, it's one of those things you're like, the CVS doesn't open until eight. What the hell is that? <laughs> I need my pills now. <laughs> Well, even even though he's passed this quota, he needs another loader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does that mean he's taking? He's over uh, medicating. Yeah, that's that's what it sounds like. <laughs> the thing that makes the carpet stop turning into snakes. But if he's, yeah, he's got full on hallucinations, fits of rage, everything. Like you know, he's he's not well. Not He's not just shape, a though. hard sick loner. He's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we got some people in the interpretations tab. Like, did he die? Did he die from an overdose or something here? But I think I think the lyrics are for once they're pretty straightforward. Like, yeah. there's a, there's a few songs that I I mean I think people in the uh, interpretation tab all, always seem to take the songs a little bit too too far, like or like. Mm-hmm. too too not too seriously but just uh interpret it like see too much into it overthinking but, it but it's fun but it's fun like i don't begrudge anyone that like i, I do it too yeah. but there's there's there are a few songs that i really i'm not quite sure what they're about like um uh i don't remember the 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 title of god damn it like the um, the one where it sounds like it, they're in an earthquake, like uh, the, the, till the lights when the lights come on. Yeah. Like I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not sure what that one's about. I love that song. But I'm not exactly sure what's going on there. But this one, I feel is 
pretty straightforward. Yeah, even though there's a lot of wild imagery and stuff, like for something that might be happening in his head or whatever, uh, it's, yeah, it's pretty obvious that he's having a psychotic break of some sort or he has some, you know, lifelong mental illness he's been dealing with and he's just not using his medication properly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) The interpretations I have here. This song made me think about pornography and drugs. Alice. (laughs) Thanks, Alice. I mean, drugs, that's obvious. Where's the pornography coming from? What? I think uh, just someone's saying more about their own addiction than the, right. the song is there. Yeah, jeez. I don't know. Yeah, the pharmacy, you, you're picking up your, uh, your play dudes there. <laughs> there's, a, there's another interpretation that's about uh, weed. That, that one oh, of course. Let me see. Where's... Let's see. Uh, Scroll weed. Down yeah, I like that. Just a weed, period. <laughs> the the period really sells it. You want to read that one for us? Oh, Make you go it? ahead. You go ahead. Renew his subscription, guys. This song was written directly after Flansy wrote Memo to Human Resources about Linnell. What? Linnell's talking about <laughs> weed. Know. He's... <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to stop mid-interpretation there, huh? Linnell's yeah, talking about weed. No sense. <laughs> he stopped smoking weed for a brief time, then he wrote Thunderbird, which is a song about smoking weed. No, it's talking about drinking. No, it's, yeah, Prevenge it's was drinking. written in response to this song. That's... What? Absolutely no sense. (laughs) Okay, let's look at the edit history there and let's shame this person. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. What? I. (laughs) Bizarre. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Whatever. That's that's strange. I mean, the Giants are famously not a druggy band. I know. I'm not saying they've never indulged in anything, but like they're not a stoner. I mean, like. For people that write such uh, sometimes sometimes downright depressing songs, they seem like remarkably well-adjusted people. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> on right. the they, surface, anyway. Yeah, you know, they might have their prescriptions, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, but they they use them properly. Yeah, yeah. Um. Wow. Yeah. And then someone mentions a Jonathan Colton song. Now, I'm really not, I'm the They Might Be Giants fan that doesn't really know Jonathan Colton stuff all oh, yeah, that no, much. Oh, yeah, no, me neither. Me neither. Yeah, I Feel Fantastic is the song. It's about a guy who needs something to get him through daily life because otherwise he just can't handle it. Those magic pills just make him think his life is better. I'm not sure if they're saying they put magic pills in quote. I'm not sure if they're saying that he uses that phrase in his song as well. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't dislike Jonathan Colton, but I'm just never. I don't know. Nothing's. I'm not. I'm not really me. familiar with his uh, music. Yeah, yeah. I was talking again on the last episode with Aaron about "Can't Hide from My Mind," another song where we're like, "This is pretty straightforward." Um, but talking about how we were, they might be Giants fans who aren't into a whole lot of the other bands we're supposed to be into. Is they might be Giants fans? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she's kind of yeah, a punk, no, me, you know, punk like, fan too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm like, I love the Might Be Giants. They're probably my favorite band. But everything else I listen to is like way heavier. It's like yeah. punk rock, hardcore, like really extreme metal, and like. I... Oh man, you listen to some <laughs> uh, some black metal there. Some uh, yeah, Scandinavian <laughs> shit. Yeah, I do. <laughs> some Cradle of Filth. If you want the classics. Oh no, no, Cradle is too mellow for me. 
I oh wow, <laughs> man! I always thought they were just hilarious. Really, they, yeah, uh, they were a little cheesy. <laughs> yeah, the, the like the screaming that he does in there is just like. But I like just... uh, like grindcore and like all oh, the wow. old, like, you're... English uh, Jeez, stuff. You're, yeah. you're you're serious, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, most people listening are probably like, I don't know what that is. And if they <laughs> looked it up, they'd be horrified. Maybe. Uh, I mean, it's that kind of music where, I mean, sometimes I feel like my music is like palatable. And then like some, you know, regular human <laughs> overhears something like, what is that? Like, oh, yeah. it's, minor, it's Minor Threat, you know, the classic, Yeah. you know, kicked off straight edge movement. But they're just staring at me, blank expression. They're just like, it's awful. <laughs> I love minor, minor threat. Like, how can you not love minor threat? And it has Brian Baker in it. Like, I love that guy. He's I so mean, funny. Hell yeah, Brian Baker. I mean, you know, Ian McKay. It's like, yeah. I mean, legend, right? You know, yep. Discord Records, Fugazi. I mean, so much great stuff. His new band, Koraki, uh, is pretty decent. If you haven't heard oh, that, yeah. oh okay, mm-hmm. I'll go yeah. check it out. Pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's not hardcore, but it's it's good. I mean, um, clearly I'm on this podcast, so I'm not only into a hardcore. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you'd like it. You know, it's uh, yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's uh, it's it's melodic in you know Ian's way. Um, kind of, who's the woman in that band? I don't know, but yeah, like male female vocal interplay mm-hmm. stuff. It's very cool. Um, reminds me, actually, it's been a minute since I've listened to that. Uh, so they've never played the song live. No, nope. as we said, um, it's a travesty. Sad and alarming. Yeah. Yeah, they should. I mean, they next, should. next year, the Spine's 20th anniversary tour, I'm saying they should do. It's They included this on the vinyl reissue, so I think it's time. It's time Busted for premiere. In. Full Spine shows from experimental With the bonus film track. all yeah. the way to renew my subscription. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Could yeah. not agree more. <laughs> or maybe what I'd do, I would keep maybe I can't hide from my mind as the closer and put renew my subscription as the uh, penultimate song. Maybe that, that might works be good. too. That works yeah. too. Can't hide from my mind just like the vibe of that. Very good closer. I think the spine is a the spine and the else might be their more, most underrated albums. Mm-hmm. I like them both a lot, and they're kind of in that sort of in between period where no one cares. For those two albums, but I really like them. But that's yeah. also probably because that's when I first really got into them. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean yeah. it might be it. That's always the case with me. Nearly always, probably like ninety-five mm-hmm. percent of the time, where the first album that I hear by a band remains my favorite forever, even if it's not like their classic album according to yeah. the world in general or whatever. Um, yeah. Kind of like with Fugazi, how the argument is my favorite record because I'd me, heard, me I'd heard plenty of Fugazi um, before that, played by friends and stuff like that. But I never went out and bought a record till I heard the argument because I was at college radio at the time, and I was just like, Wait, which, Man. which, uh, which of their album is supposed to be the fan favorite? Because the argument is um, definitely my favorite. It, it does seem like things have shifted, like in their. Uh, I mean, they never officially broke up, but they're essentially broken up. Um, that that people have come around the album as being like one mm. of their best. But Red Medicine, you hear people talk a lot about Red oh, Medicine, yeah. and I mean, Repeater is just classic. Oh uh, yeah, like I guess Repeater. Yeah, yeah. Punk rock. No, I like the safe. argument better. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's great. I mean, there's all this. It also inspired me to do tracks with double drums. I mean, they have a bunch of 
songs on there, like Epic Prom. They're like two drum sets. You put it on on headphones. You hear two drummers, like one in each ear. So great. No Means No did an EP. Are you familiar with No Means No? Like the Canadian yeah. band? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They also did an EP with two drummers, but they have a fantastic uh, drummer to begin with. John Wright is such a good drummer. Yeah. But two drummers sounds insane. What album did they do with two drummers? Or what? It, it's, not, it's just an EP, but I don't remember what it's called. Oh, an called. EP. Okay. Yeah. I will have to look into that. I, I love a good headphones record. With a crap ton of percussion coming at me from all sides. I think um, I think the other drummer is Ken Campster, if I'm not mistaken. So maybe that'll help narrow it down. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking right now. Man, they've yeah. been together for forever. Seventy nine. I didn't realize they they've, they've, that they've broken early. up now. Like they broke up like a few years ago. Yeah, 2016 says. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Alternative Tentacles band for a lot of their time. All right, we'll have to figure that out. Um, yeah, veteran veteran act for sure. It's oh, always cool seeing so those good. those bands that kind of came up like right in the wake of like the first wave of punk, where it was like right mm. on the tip of hardcore being invented. Yeah, yeah, and they, they were so creative too. Like no means no. Like they have such a, a unique sound. Like I've never heard another band sound like this. I mean, there are other bands that have like jazzy, cool elements in them, but like mm-hmm. with like Rob Wright's like really like deep like almost spoken vocals like they they have such a different vibe than all of these other bands like they're just so good yeah 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 it's, i haven't listened to them in a minute it's really making me think i should i uh yes you should <laughs> i'm trying to remember if they were part of my uh 80s hardcore tournament that i did i don't think we were facebook friends at the time but i used to do these these tournaments like every you know you know, a couple times a year of different genres or stuff where my Facebook yeah. friends would vote. Like I'd put up like grids of like nine albums, vote for three. And in, in collaboration with another punk news podcast, uh, punk till I die. Uh, I mean, they've split off a little bit then, but they helped me. Uh, we all, the three of us came up with a list of what we thought were the best eighties hardcore albums. And then in batches of nine, we pitted them against each other to semifinals yeah. and finals. Um, there has to have been a No Means No album on there. Because, like, each band was basically rec- re- represented by, like, their most well-known or critically acclaimed uh, 80s album. I think uh, Wrong is their most well-known album, but I think I think it came out in 89, so it would be on the cusp of the making it into the 80s tournament. Mm-hmm. Might have been 1990, but I think it was 89. Yeah, I'd have to check. I can't remember. We had a huge list. Uh, I think we're on to the cover section, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I mentioned uh, guest host. Uh, Joel Yellowitz is a guest host. And miserable freak show quarterly attribute to They Might Be Giants. He put this out three years ago. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the title of his little compilation well, it's not little, it's 17 tracks, is taken from Renew My Subscription, and then Renew My Subscription is the closing track. So uh, you can find him on Bandcamp at guesthost1.bandcamp.com, and he puts most stuff up on SoundCloud too. But uh, yeah, let's check it out. Let's check it out. Oot. <laughs> I haven't made enough Canadian jokes. I haven't made any Canadian jokes. I don't know what's wrong with
figured I'd better say something now I saw the thing about the heart sick shutting Thought that I should cut in and tell you about how It woke me from a lifelong daydream While I'd been aging, you wrote it all down And though I recognize the words when I read them I know I never said them to people out loud Bellowing magazine It sure does have a familiar ring You might say I fit the description Renew my subscription To Miserable Freak Show Quarterly Every back number I saw spoke to me Acknowledging it's my addiction Renew my subscription I wanna be a much better person Instead I worsen with every day But there's a drug whose name I'm not sure of Which I need I think I've just had so many You're losing it, yeah <laughs> I don't know, I've just had so many international guests at this point It's not like novel anymore, sorry No No, <laughs> no I still love to have I'm always trying to get more uh, non-Americans yeah, a fair amount the, of British folk and Australians as well. Where can French Canadian accents though? That's pretty exotic. Yeah. <laughs> Don't hear that. Ooh all la la, French. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. the Quebec kind. It's, it's yeah. Less uh, suave. <laughs> <laughs> but probably probably nicer French than you know. What do you think an American, you know, there's that, like, I've never been to Paris. I know my parents went there pretty, I don't think it's as bad as uh, people say it is, but, like, French people looking at Americans, like, you know, is it, is it, would, would American be treated better in uh, French Quebec than they would, you know, in Quebec than they would in, you know, Paris? Probably, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, Parisians are known for being, like, kind of mean. Like, it's obviously, it's not all of them, but I have a a, a friend who's from France, and even he hates Parisians. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's also, like, city folks in general, like, you know, I think, you know, if some, like, someone from, like, Nebraska, rural Nebraska, like, visited New York City, they'd think everyone's mean. I mean, it's probably. People move along faster. They don't have the the patience for someone who doesn't know where they're going or is in their way or whatever, yeah. you know. Do you guys smoke as much as the French do? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think, I guess we vape a lot, but not me. But <laughs> there's a lot of vape shops on every uh, every other <laughs> corner is a vape shop. Yeah. Is, uh, is, is marijuana legal up there? Yes. So, yeah, lots of, you know, it's cold, but there's a crack in the car window. There's it's, billowing uh, smoke. <laughs> it's legal, but you're not allowed to grow it at home. Okay. And, and you can only buy it uh, legally in, uh, like, uh, government-owned dispensaries. Sure, so, they got to tax yeah. it. Yeah. The taxes. But, but in, that's, that's just in Quebec, because in Ontario, you can buy it at, like, private stores. Like, they're, hmm. like, legal and stuff, but, like... The, for in Quebec, it's really like just a government like hmm. organization that sells it. 
Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that would be a you know yeah. pr- province by province thing. I would figure that'd be more. Oh well, yeah. Well, I mean, Quebec has to be different all the time. So. Oh yeah. 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 So you're like, like every you're other like the province, Tex- you're like the Texas of Canada. You're like we're our own yeah. country. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> um, every other province, like we only have to do like one tax, re- like a like tax file, file one tax thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. But in, in Quebec, we have to file two. We have to file one for the federal government and one for the provincial government. Fun. Yeah. Every other province, like, you just file with federal and then they give, like, whatever percentage the province is owed. But no, mm. Quebec, you have to do the Quebec one separately. Like, <laughs> it's got to be different. <sighs> yeah. Well, we have to do state and uh, national Ooh. no matter where we're at. Um, uh, Thoughts on guest host? Well, he did a great job. It sounds great, but he did. He really did good, do a good job. I think my only, uh, the only thing I miss from the original version a lot is that the um, sort of um, how can I put it? The nuance in in the vocals, like a, mm. mm-hmm. like the emotional nuance in the vocals. I think the way he sings it is a little. Uh. Like flatter, not like as in flat as in he's missing notes, but like just the right the know, vibe it, of it stays a little yeah, more similar yeah. throughout. Sure, yeah. Um, I mean, we can't all have just that emotional. No, but he did no he, roller coaster that Linnell can, uh, you know, bust <laughs> that's out. That's right. He generally did a fantastic job, though. I'm impressed with the with the how it sounds. I love the accordion. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's great. I mean, the one thing I would miss, and again, a straight-up cover is just kind of silly sometimes. But he doesn't have any little pling pling instrument for the little pling pling no. pling <laughs> uh, stuff. <laughs> um, to me, that would be like, and maybe if I were to cover it, it would be entirely staccato sounds, like the entire <laughs> thing, like everything would just be boom, boom, like the baseline would just boom, boom. <laughs> Nothing would sustain ever. Maybe no, not even sustain. the vocals. Renew my subscription. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> uh, moving on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Puerco yeah. music. Puerco music, which I always have to say as such. Uh, appearing on so many episodes lately. I'm not sure how he does it, but came uh, just cranking out covers. If you click over to his channel, you can just see how many covers he records in one day based on the T-shirt he's wearing. (laughs) Uh, I think his name's Maybe it's all a ploy to get on on several episodes of the podcast. Maybe. I mean, (laughs) I'll I'll totally make him part of the covers crew if he would uh, uh, message me. I, I, I hit him up on... Just with a YouTube comment, I just left another one in this one. I'm like, dude, come on the show. Okay, he's in Delaware. Uh, still doesn't have... I'm going to find you out, sir. Vaguely <laughs> threatening. Where's his name? I mean, okay. Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts. Got it. Ad friend. There we go. Found his Facebook page. Linked from his band camp. 
Um, yeah, okay, so Eric Roberts here, Puerco Music. I'm not sure what the Puerco Music is from, but I like saying it's like Puerco Music. And let's listen to his version of Renew My Subscription. Oh, I don't write a whole lot of letters. I figured I'd better say something now. I saw the thing about the heart sick shut in. I thought that I should cut in and tell you about how. It woke me from a lifelong daydream while I'd been aging. You wrote it all down. Though I recognize the words when I read them, I know I never said them to people out loud. Renew my subscription to Desperate Bellowing Magazine. It sure does have a familiar ring. You might say I fit the description. Renew my subscription to Miserable Freak Show Quarterly. Every back issue I saw spoke to me, acknowledging it's my addiction. Renew my subscription. I want to be a much better person, instead I worsen with every day. But there's a drug whose name I'm not sure of, which I need more of to feel I like the shift in the uh, guitar yeah, yeah, playing yeah. style. Well, he, did, he does section. have that uh, that sort of nuance between the soft verses mm-hmm. and the more animated the chorus. And he did the, he did his own thing with that chorus. Like the notes are different. Like the uh, like he's, I like it. It's good. He, he he took he stole that staccato idea from me that I just said. He, he <laughs> yeah. listened to this episode in the future and then went yeah, back to the back past in time to post to, this. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you sneaky bastard. A very They Might Be Giants thing to do. Travel mm-hmm. in time. Uh, the, uh, I, I, I think you think you're on to him by finding him on Facebook, but really he's on to you. Uh-oh. He found me on <laughs> Facebook long ago. Yeah. Decade ago. Uh I do miss the background that okay. So in, in his videos, well, I mean, the it ones, is just a guitar cover, so you can't yeah, the, yeah. No, oh, I mean, mean like the actual background, background of his like room, because oh. in his earliest videos, and man, he's got a lot now, and they're not all the Mopey Giants covers, tons of different covers. Um, his earliest videos, wow, I'm just scrolling and scrolling. He was in a room that had a. Uh, Instead of a proper curtain, it was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, blanket over the window. <laughs> nice. And yeah, I love it. And if I have his Facebook page, he appears to he's he's a married man, and I'm just like, man, he's got a, a room that has a Ninja Turtle curtain up. <laughs> oh, what what's this? Okay, a boat of car cover. What is on the window there? Oh, that's also the Ninja Turtles, but it's been rotated. I don't know why. And then there's a dress hanging up to dry. So (laughs) the wife's dress is up there hanging in the Ninja Turtle room. Um, Nothing against Ninja Turtles, but it's just like, I missed that because in this one, this is one of his newer, well, it's eight months ago. He's in a room with no Ninja Turtles. His decor is grown up. (laughs) Yeah, grown up. Got some real curtains i guess Real curtains. I don't know. <laughs> yeah i mean just scrolling through and looking at his t-shirts you're like okay he kicked out two that day three that day four that day <laughs> puerco music eric roberts be my friend on facebook come on come on the show <laughs> so then this other thing i found on youtube i i put in the email to you weird thing 
This makes no sense to play because the audio is just TMBG's song, but it might be fun to talk about. How did someone come up with this idea? So this you did watch. I did. I saw some of it. Oh, no, no, no. I meant to watch it. So 14 14 years ago, someone posted this TMBG plus Fight Club Renew My Subscription. And the description, the, des- the description on Renew My Subscription says, many of the lyrics from the They Might Be John song Renew My Subscription sync very well as being the screwed up story of Jack from Fight Club. Threw this together in a couple of hours. And this has over a thousand views, October 2008. Um, it's so random. I mean, Fight Club's from 99, if I'm remembering correctly. So it wasn't a fresh movie. Uh, it wasn't even a fresh song. The song was... I guess if you heard on venue songs, a three-year-old song. So just kind of a random pairing. I don't know how they got the idea, and I I definitely wouldn't have had the idea, but I can kind of see their thought process. Like, like, you know, rage, being on the brink of uh, of hallucinating (laughs) and uh, being angry and standing outside in an open pharmacy. Like, I can't see it. (laughs) Yeah, a breakdown coming imminent breakdown yeah. i mean there's even parts where it, i think it's they're trying to make it look like the the mouths in the movie are synced up with the with the singing not even just the yeah. the, the themes the content the themes yeah. like the the yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm are you watching it right now too i know it's but just, i remember that part <laughs> yeah it's like he makes a break for it and they strap him down to the table <laughs> I'm 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 checking for where it gets to. Yeah, again, like describing this is is a hard thing to do, and people should just go look it up. Yeah. The the YouTube channel is X X K X S K A. Oh, ska ska all the way. I don't know. You'll find it. TMG plus Fight Club. I'm waiting to see what the visual is for the the snakes, the carpet with snakes. <laughs> You know what? The funny thing is, I've seen Fight Club like maybe once when it came out, and I've never seen it since. Like I know oh, it's like should. a big, it's like a big cult movie, and I, I enjoyed it. I didn't dislike it, but I just I never got the urge to watch it again. It, I love this movie. It's one of those movies where, in recent years, with all like toxic masculinity becoming more of a uh, disgust thing. You know, the Me Too movement yeah, yeah. and all this stuff that uh, should be talked about. Like, the movie has... I don't know if it's, like, gone down in, like, critical uh, standing. But, like, it's one of those movies where it's, like, if, you, uh, if you're if you idolizing Tyler Durden, you're doing something wrong there. It's one of those things, like, guys who are too into but, uh, yeah, the but new you Joker can, movie or whatever else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can enjoy it without, like, yeah. thinking he's right, you know? Exactly, like, right? Yeah, the whole thing is... Yeah, I, again, that's one of those things where it's like, uh, you're just looking at it on the surface. I mean, you need yeah. to... You know, it's a, it's a great movie. And, I mean, like, once you know the reveal, I still think it's worth watching, like, the big twist. Mm. I don't know if I'm... No, I'd be it's, it's, any spoilers for a movie that's twenty four years old. <laughs> uh, great movie though, Edward Norton, uh, like in his young prime, and uh, you know, young, you know, scrappy Brad Pitt and um, Helen Bonham Carter. 
I mean, it, it's it's a great movie. It was actually the first movie I remember I brought, or no, yeah, I brought to my parents when my parents moved into a, no, uh, uh, a new house and my dad got like surround sound and all this stuff. I'm like, I watched Fight Club because <laughs> it's just like so, such a visceral movie, just like, I mean, just the sounds of like the punching, like the just like raw, like it's so good in that it's not like uh, some sort of 80s comedic fighting where all the punches like, psh, 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 psh. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like just the smacking of like skin on skin, like the, the Foley work and all the sound effects and stuff are just amazing. The music is good. I mean, you know, yeah, Pix- Pixies, Where's My Mind plays prominently yeah. in the movie. Um, and in credits and such, uh, and the buildings are being blown up. Yeah. yeah, I would I would recommend watching it again. It's one of those where almost if you know the reveal at the end, it's almost cooler than to watch yeah, it like, again you with pay that more attention. Yeah, 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 right. They're the same guys. The hints. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this video here, yeah, people should just look it up. Team BG plus Fight Club on the Excal the Way channel. It only has one subscriber, but this view has, or this uh, video has a 1,200 views. Oh, wait a second. Okay, did they create this channel just for this? There's only two uh, videos on this channel. Uh, the one we just watched, and then mm-hmm. Team BG Plus Fight Club, Renew My Subscription, Alt. Oh. Alternate cut? Was this the director's cut? What? <laughs> Do I need to watch this too? I mean, with, okay, it's starting out the same. I don't know. They're like, wait, I messed up something. And there's just like one tiny difference or only one second different. I don't know. Looks about the same. That's funny. <laughs> okay. People should go look it up. This alternate only has 133 views. Oh, uh, well, clearly yeah. the, the, uh, the original one is better than. Shouldn't have <laughs> fucked with it. Original is no. where it's at. It's time yeah. to score this song, Eve. What what are you thinking? You've already kind of tipped your hand there. Uh, well, your favorite TMBG song. So is it a ten then? It's a ten in my books. Okay. I mean, I don't know what why I could fault it for. It's got a great melody. It's got uh, great lyrics with a great rhyming scheme. I I mean, great arrangement. I don't know. I can't fault it. To me, it's yeah. a 10. Okay. All right. What am I giving this? I, I mean, like I said, as we were going, it's like this song is just like climbing up in score. Like as I'm going through the lyrics. Time. Yeah. It's one of those where I always appreciated it and I picked up on the rhymes and stuff. I mean, maybe I wasn't catching how many awesome internal rhymes there were within it. I mean, yeah, you've just got the standard rhymes, and then all these little rhymes buried. The more you lines. listen to it, the more you listen to it, the more you pick up on little details you missed the, the previous times, and the better it gets. It's just yeah. such a good song. And another thing, with hearing the covers too, made me appreciate it because that key change there. Well, for one, it's not super obvious when you're listening to it. Like you can always pick up on a key change when they do that kind of gear shift, just bump a chorus up a step. Yeah. I mean, I'm guilty or, of that. Or, it's super effective. Just, yeah, and then you just like sing the exact same part, just a different, uh, different key. But this one is like a different part in a different key, so it's like it yeah, sort it's, of blends in. It's a big key jump to the point where it's like, well, because it's jumping for for one, the song has. Um, G's in the first verse, so then when it jumps to G, it doesn't sound totally foreign because mm-hmm. it's playing 
some chords that were in the previous parts and some that aren't. Um, so it doesn't feel totally foreign, but you could tell from the, and I've never attempted to play it, but from the, the covers where you can tell, like, I don't think struggling is the right word, but you can tell, like, you, you really got to focus to get that melody on the second half of the verse because of that key change, just throwing, like, your sense of the tonic off. I mean, it's changing what the tonic is. So then you're like, where am I? You know, like, you're singing. You're like, okay, where's that next note? Uh, which is cool. So it's got a it's got a sneaky key change that that really lends to also the mood shift of the song. Yeah, don't forget the horns, the saxes. Yeah, you, you're over here like you're you're stumping for uh, the song. You're on the <laughs> on the campaign trail for renewing oh, yeah. subscription. It's gonna be president. at least an eight point five. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, okay. Or what? You're gonna f- come to my house? You're gonna fly down? No. With your whole French you, you're posse. Allowed to, you're allowed your opinion. <laughs> Beat me with a baguette. <laughs> I'll, I'll like drown baguette, you in though. maple syrup. There you go. That's more like it. A, a baguette dipped in maple syrup. <laughs> it's French Canadian for you. Uh, uh, yeah. It, yeah. It's good. Like the way that the lyrics and the music sync up like tonally you know like vibe wise the lyrics the melody the intensity of the song like it really is like a whole package how did this not make the spine i don't understand i know how has it not been played live ever yeah i it's it's just so mind-blowing to me i'm just jealous of these guys that can just kick out a song as amazing as this and then just be like never again (laughs) <laughs> like nope <laughs> that's it <laughs> yeah how could you write a song this good and not be like i want to sing this like you know until all the time. until the spine tour uh, like 20th anniversary tour and then they'll play it <laughs> they will we are we are going to will it into existence yeah that's right first of all would they do a spine tour i don't know they didn't do an apollo tour for christ's sake i mean they skipped oh. right over that goddamn covid forget, they're not gonna do a spine flood. tour no, they aren't. No. Uh, on Ooh. the wiki, the rating is 176 out of 910, which is really high for a non, non-album yeah. track, I guess you'd say. Venue songs, they call it a compilation. Um, yeah, 8.74 on the, the wiki average. I'm going to give it... Oh, man, this is one, yeah, that like now that I've been listening to it, preparing for this podcast episode, just more and more... It's. I feel like I. It needs to jump onto my best of Spotify TMBG playlist, which is already like four hours long. But um, it was. How is it not on there already? It's one of those. (laughs) It's like a forgotten track, and it's by their own design. They're just like we're gonna like release this really good song, but it's like a secret. Yeah. It's a bonus track. It's on venue songs. It's you know. It's not on streaming, but now it is. I mean, it's a hidden gem, but never play it live. Yeah, nonetheless. Yeah. God, they need. They need to play some shows. They need to play like a small run of shows. At least into the Midwest, that uh, that's like an entire deep cuts tour or something. An entire an entire show of never played before songs. Have they have they ever played Neck Rolls live? I think so. Let me check. 
Because if they did, they haven't played it very often. And that's, I feel like it would be such a good live song. Let's see. That girls aren't working. Has not yet been played live, no. What's, what are they waiting for? I don't know. Next they door, I have, want these as the encores. They have too <laughs> many good songs. I mean, I yeah. want, you know, I mean, okay, so maybe, you know, an evening with They Might Be Giants, maybe... The first half of the show is the deep cuts, and then they could do the hits or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I want to hear "Welcome to the Jungle." Uh, yeah, Necrol's subscription. Uh, uh, I mean, some of those other Electra EP songs. I mean, there's even so many songs on LPs that have not been played. Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 forgetting off the top of my head. It's hard to, has, to think uh, of ones, has but tick 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 been played live. Doubt it. Um, that would be a good one too. Yeah, that might have been the first. Um, might have been the f- first "My Murder Remains" episode I ever did. Mm. Maybe not. Um, tick 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 tick. No, has not been played live. I think they should play "Tick Tick Tick Tick" followed by "Tick." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't for this "Tick Tick Tick Tick." <laughs> not be in this predicament mint, mint, mint. <laughs> so did i even score this song yet what am i giving this um no oh, yeah it's it's great i mean hmm. i do want to go eight which is which is crazy because i'm so stingy with my ratings i'm looking at this i haven't even given an eight since my man which was like four months ago I'm giving it an eight, straight up eight. Yay. Sorry, not eight point five, but I'm going eight. That's this okay. Song, I'll take an eight. Man, I'll take an just eight. The dissection of it, I feel like it's one of those where it's like you're assigned, like you know, when I was in college for music stuff, and like having to like dissect part of like a symphony or something, and you're like going through chord analysis, and you're looking at melodic motives and blah blah blah, and then you're like, when you when you first get into it, you're like, man, this is overwhelming, this is daunting, but then when you look at it, you're like, man, there's a lot of you know, there's a lot more here. This is like, it's like they intentionally did all these things to make a great piece of music. And it's like that that that, that just happened here. I'm just like mind blown with these lyrics. And uh, yeah, just noticing how everything just syncs up perfectly. Eight and eight. I surprised myself with that one. Um, so Eve, what, uh, what do you want to tell the people about? You got plugs? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm in school. I'm finishing my semester. Yeah, and then uh, and then I found a, a summer job in my field, so that's nice. Oh, my cool! Field of uh, of study. So uh, I mean, I've got nothing to plug. <laughs> I mean, I have a okay. dumb YouTube yeah. channel, but uh, there's nothing on it that's that interesting. Uh, yeah, oh, I did actually. Your... I did. Uh, well, yeah. I did a, a, a really bad garage band, like on on the, my computer, like a really bad, yeah. like MIDI elevator, okay. music sounding uh, cover of um, "Can't Keep Johnny Down." That's the okay. Only... Wait, what's your YouTube yeah. channel? How do I find uh, this? I think it's Eve Guess. Just my name. G A S S E. Let's see. There you are with a little uh, parakeet. Yeah. Okay. That's me. Ooh, a banjo bad religion cover. I like mm-hmm. that. 
Okay. Okay. Bad grunge. Okay. I need to put a little bit. This is my ear right now. You know I'm dropping this in. This will be Oh, yeah. Episode. That's all right. I love the pixelated cover. <laughs> uh, the pixelated artwork of the band. A minute? Oh, just a minute. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't do the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I posted it on Twitter, and uh, the uh, TMBG account retweeted it. So that was a great. Uh, oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got you got. Um, yeah, you're creeping up on uh, 500 views here. Well, it's not. Yeah, it's that's not great. But and I mean, the rest no, of my channel is no, not going to be interesting. Yeah, no, I I appreciate 500 views as someone who has several youtube channels you i mean kids like my students or whatever they'd be like oh i got this thing on youtube uh that they watch or whatever and they're like you only got a thousand views i'm like how many youtube videos have you made that have over a thousand views because it's not i mean they see they're like youtubers and influencers and blah blah blah, and everything has like a hundred thousand a million or whatever it's like that's not easy to do the only reason I have a Facebook is that, that I wanted the, some songs that I could share with my friends. Like, uh, like oh, I yeah. like, like uh, ways to share stuff with my friends. Like, I don't care if strangers watch it or not. But. Right. Yeah, it's kind of like I'm doing these escape videos. That That's more content for your YouTube channel. It'll be uh, documenting <laughs> your journey into uh, skating. A lot hey, of me bo- falling bo- down. <laughs> Hey, Puerco, yeah, I always put falls in my my video compilations too because you got to see, you know, again, it helps people realize (laughs) how much work you put into this stuff. Like if there's a trick I'm really proud of, I'll put like three or four of the like failed attempts right before the landing. So Puerco Music already, uh, Eric already commented uh, or replied to my comment. I said, yet another Puerco Music track appearing on TMBP. And he said, it's been a very TMBG month for me. Smiley face. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Here, I sent you a Facebook friend request. <laughs> oh, I'm witnessing the start of a great friendship. Yeah, he's got to come <laughs> on the show. I mean, I will gladly induct him into the covers crew because he clearly can crank him out. Um, whenever I need a weird song covered, I mean, renew my subscription. Yeah, guest host Joel and him. I mean, there's a couple other people in my crew that are like, they they want to do the weird ones. They're not doing the hits. They want to do the deep cuts. Uh, yeah, okay. So, Eve, it was great to talk to you one-on-one uh, yeah. here. That was fun. And it was. I'm always glad to have a fellow uh, punk rock fan on to talk. And it's even much rarer that I have a, uh, someone who can talk skateboarding with me and <laughs> I'm in a very skateboarding mood coming off of my, uh, my little, little trip. So I'll, uh, I'll be sure to send you a link to my, uh, 
goofy little YouTube video yeah, 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 when, I, that. when I finished yeah. that about halfway through the edit there. <laughs> um, I'm uh, I'm glad I was able to uh, defend my my favorite song up to an eight on your on your scale. I'm telling you, you know, I'm happy to talk about any of my pajama song, and I even have people that pick songs that they don't really like just because they because there's something interesting about it or they have a case to make, like not necessarily against the song, but there are people like, I mean, Mike Buffington picked, um, Oh, what was the song he did last fall? He picked it cause he didn't like it very much. <laughs> um, Oh, computer assisted design. And yeah, like he had been on Sifton way, way back, talking about a uh, a deep cut. That'll be for the, the, the tour they do. Um, the song's never been played. Instrumental song. But he picked computer-assisted design because he wanted to kind of uh, talk about how, as a guy who designs things and uses computers to design things, he's like, this is not doing this justice, like, at mm. all, right? Even for a kid's song. So that was a fun one to do. But... I I definitely like have scores climb up throughout an episode and I don't I don't I don't even think about what my score is going to be before an episode. I mean unless it's one where it's like oh it's obviously a 10 um which isn't many but uh this is probably the best case I can think of of recent memory of me coming into a song like yeah it's pretty good and then leaving like it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> so it is really good work. Good, good work there. <laughs> You renewed my subscription to uh, <laughs> Spine uh, B-Sides. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, thanks again for being on. and um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, sorry, get back I, on sorry the board. To, sorry I forgot oh, to fine. listen to the, the covers. <laughs> it's fine. If there were like eight of them, it would have made been a little more time consuming. <laughs> it's fine. Um, yeah, get back on that board. Yeah, and if you want to talk skating off... Uh, mm. You know, in in the chat, uh, I'm all about it. It's the the teacher in me. I'm all about. If you want any tips, advice, I'm, <laughs> I'm able. I'm willing to give them if you want. So, um, yeah, cool. All right. Refill my prescription and free me from where I don't want to be. Standing outside the unopened pharmacy before I confirm your prediction. Shit.